Hey guys, welcome back to Brentwood Barbell Radio. This is episode 16. Today we are talking about the bench press. Um, and what we're going to try to do today is talk about programming kind of like from the moment somebody comes in and starts training up until like kind of long-term training uh, and just kind of talk about some of the similarities and differences as, as an athlete kind of goes through that trajectory. How's it going, Alex? Doing great. Fun topic. So, you know, the longer we talk about the bench press, uh, you know, the more Alex will have to offer because uh, he's quite a bit further down the road in bench press progress than I am. So he'll really get to talk a lot about once somebody's kind of through a lot of these phases and how you continue to make progress. So um, the first thing let's talk about is um, let's talk about how we teach people to bench. So it's a little bit different than like, say, a, a quote, powerlifting style bench press. Um you want to walk us through when you like start a new athlete in their intro program, kind of just what the bigger points are when you're teaching them the bench press. Yep. Yeah. So the biggest thing that always kind of blows everyone's mind is how much, you know, their legs are involved and things like that into the bench press. So I typically start yeah. out, I let them lay on the bench. I nine times out of 10 people have some type of experience with the bench and I have them show me what their bench looks like. Just, yeah, they can kind of start out with something familiar and then, you know, it's like, all right, that looks good, but we're going to change up, you know, a few things. So, you know, we'll talk about kind of like, you know, the basic tightening of like keeping your uh, shoulder blades nice and tight. You're like, you're holding a pencil in between them, trying to keep that nice flat upper back. You're going to pull that chest up. Um, we're going to find a good grip position for, for them. We usually start with, you know, like a thumb length away from the edge of the knurling. It depends on limb length. Sometimes that fits them just well sometimes we got to adjust a little bit pretty much just looking for like that vertical forearm in the bottom position of the bench press once they touch their chest um so and that that again comes with you know some more uh individualization so somebody's got some shoulder pain sometimes that closer grip might feel a little bit better just kind of depends person to person but generally that's where we're going to start so uh we talked about the shoulder blades being tight so whenever they're laying down on the bench to get that arch higher up, kind of increase that efficiency, we want to walk the feet back. That's going to put a little bit of stretch in our quads, hip flexors a little bit. We're going to try to push those heels down into the floor. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's you see some people, they like to have their toes down, heels up. I like to start with heels down. And if somebody is just down the road more comfortable with toes down, then we might stay with that. But just for force production point of view i like the heels down so we're going to walk walk our feet back you're going to pull that chest up lower back is not touching the bench and then that's whenever we kind of figure out where our touch point is that's usually going to be about nipple line maybe slightly above sternum and so um you know we're going to find that point and then we're going to teach them about the leg drive which the leg drive and the bench press, I usually walk them over to a whiteboard and show them, and it usually clicks pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, just all the different yeah. arrows and where the where you're applying force, where that force is going to regenerate to. Um, so, you know, we're kind of pushing slightly down into the floor, but also you want to feel like you're pushing yourself off the back of the bench, like you're going to shoot yourself into the wall. Uh, that's yeah. going to help guide that bar path back up that arc position, back to that starting position. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's perfect, honestly. Um, 
one of the interesting conversations that often comes up is the, is about the arch. Mm-hmm. You know, is, is this bad for my back? Does it, you know, should I arch? Is it cheating? And there's all kinds right. of questions about the arch. And, um, you know, the reason that we encourage the arch in the bench press, you know, we will usually ask somebody to arch as much as they can, um, you know, without negative sort of consequences. So, you know, I've, I've, if it hurts, you know, obviously we're not going to do that, but if it doesn't, we'll take as much arch as you can give us. And the reason that that is useful is, um, from a mechanical perspective, um, the, the shoulders would love if you brought the bar down right over top of them, right. In the straight line. Um, but what that would do is like really flare a person's elbows out. And, um, over time, the shoulder tends to really not like that position. So when somebody tucks their elbows, which is a more shoulder friendly position, uh, and, and arches, what it does is it sort of closes that gap down between where the bar is hitting the chest and the actual shoulder joint, right? So it's a way to kind of create more efficiency in this inherently less, uh, um, structurally efficient position, right? You know, because we know that we cannot bench, you know, for a long period of time in this wide grip elbow flared out shoulders, internally rotated type position, um, so in order to get out of that, but still get as much force production as possible, the arch allows us to put our elbows in a healthy position and then sort of close down that distance right. or moment arm, if you will. Um, so that's important. And I think that's relevant Two cues that I really like when you're teaching someone to bench is um, number one, when they're set up and they're working on their arch, I, I will often tell them to point their chest at the wall behind them. Like, oh, wow. Okay. That's interesting. And then the other one is, uh, using leg drive when the bar is coming down, not just when they're trying to throw the bar off their chest, but throughout the entire repetition. Uh, and, um, oftentimes that helps it click for people. I know when I, um, was really struggling to get my feet, you know, like connected or whatever, um, that was a cue that was really helpful for me. It's like, oh my gosh, because I was like, I was sort of loose as the bar is coming down and then trying to generate all this tightness in the bottom. And that's just, you know, when you're already under the weight of the bar is not the best time to try to get tight. Yeah. You got to be tight before you bring the bar out of the rack. It's like trying to brace for a squat in the bottom. (laughs) Right. Right. And so those two cues are really useful, I think, in teaching the athlete how to be stiff before they unrack Mm -hmm. the bar. Um, Okay. So that pretty much covers our like, technique or learning progression, if you will. So let's say this athlete has gone through their intro program and they're now benching with reasonable technique. What does their programming look like initially for the bench press, you know, say in that first block or two of training? Yeah. So the first block or two, I'm going to be mostly focused on trying to drive up that intensity, but also driving up the confidence in the technique that we just went, went through in that intro. So and in the very beginning, I'm just going to be focused on them adding a couple pounds to the bar every time they come in. Keep it pretty mm-hmm. simple. They don't have to come in and figure out what an RPE is and what all this stuff. They're just coming in. I did this yeah. last time. I'm going to add this today. Works out pretty well. Typically, I'm not going to keep them on there for too long. It might be four weeks. If somebody's still making great progress, I might push it to six. But again, person to person, just depends. So, uh, But once I get out of that phase... We're going to look at more of a, uh, you know, two day a week, generally two day a week, um, 
benching cycle where one day is going to be an intensity or heavy weight focus day. The other day we're going to be kind of just focused on building up some volume, some work capacity in the bench press. So that volume day, <clears throat> it's going to be submaximal. We're not going to be worried about you know having this high intensity, high volume day. It's just going to we're just focusing on the volume. We're working on building up some uh, work capacity, and we're going to let that other heavy day just be heavy. So uh, each day has its own focus. So you don't have to try to cram in. You know, here's my top set. Here I got like now I got like six back offsets. It's this yeah. day is focused on this. This day is focused on that. And it just works out much, much better. Yeah, I like that a lot. It really helps um, I, when you're writing a program, but also when you're like explaining it to somebody, mm -hmm. it like gives each session sort of like a focus. Right. You now you can say, okay, well, on Monday, we're going to do upper body volume work or speed work or, you know, whatever term we're using. Um, and so the point of that session is to get a bunch of really technically good reps in. Uh, we get a lot of practice in, we build a lot of work capacity, a lot of experience. Typically we don't rest a, a super long time on that day between sets. So it's, um, you know, they're not that they're super out of breath, but they're, they're moving a lot. Um, and then, you know, on Thursday they're going to come in and we're going to work up to a top set on that bench press, whether it's like a, I mean, most commonly it's like a five or a three or a one or something right. along those lines. Um, and so I just think that that works so well and it like makes sense to people. They get it, um, you know, and, and it's, it makes it easy to explain kind of like the, the goals of the program. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So, and then the other, you know, piece of that is because, you know, we've made this sort of split, it gives us a little bit more time to work on maybe some accessory exercises um, that we feel are useful, which, you know, could be anything, but, you know, arm work, tricep work, chest work, shoulder work, whatever, if we're just talking about the bench press. Um, and so it gives us some time to do that stuff where that beginner program where it's a lot of like just the basic lifts, right? It's, uh, it's like any other linear progression program. Uh, it's like squatting, pressing, pulling mostly. And, um, you know, once we kind of split that, we're not trying to do all of those things in one workout, then it gives us some time to like knock off some some stuff that we feel like down the road is going to be more right. useful. Yeah, kind of hit some of those training adaptations instead. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning, it's like just doing the bench right. press makes it go up, yeah. right? It's like, just do it, you know, two, three times a week and it goes up a few pounds every time. Um, and that's a great setup for, you know, for quite a while. Yeah, honestly, I miss it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then it's like, you know, at some point it's like, well, we need, we need a little bit more work. Um, probably a little bit more, moderately less specific work is generally helpful. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a lot of things that look a lot like the bench press, right? It's pin bench pressing, it's pause bench pressing, it's tempo bench pressing, it's floor pressing, it's dumbbell pressing. You know, all of those types of things are really going to help down the road an athlete continue to make progress, uh, you know, for, for like a long-term situation. Right. Um, so let's talk, let's talk about that. So this person's in their training, they go through this beginner block. Um, maybe they train this way for four to eight weeks and their technique is looking good. Their weights are relatively heavy for their, you know, their ability. Mm -hmm. And now we're kind of transitioning into them into this, like, you know, if you want to use intermediate terminology, whatever you want to call it, but it's like, it's basically a Texas method type setup, right? It's like a volume day and an intensity day. And so we're moving them into 
into that. Um, and we got a couple of options when it comes to like setting PRs, right? And traditionally, this is two two really useful things. Is one we can cycle the repetition. So, like I said, a, a heavy set of five, a heavy set of three, and a heavy single. And then you kind of go back and you try to beat your five. And then the next week you try to beat your three, and then you try to beat your single. And a lot of times that works for a yeah a, a good bit. Uh, uh, but then the other option is to instead of uh, changing the reps and keeping the same exercise, we can change the exercise and keep the reps the same. So that might be something like a two RM all three weeks, but instead of changing the reps, we go like, you know, floor press, uh, low pin bench press, and then regular bench press or something mm-hmm. all for two RMs. And then we cycle back and try to beat our two M two RMs on those exercises. Right. Right. Is, and so, so that's kind of the basic sort of setup. Uh, what are your what are your thoughts on those two sort of ideas and, and which one do you kind of like, how do you know when to use which yeah. one, I guess? So if somebody has been in for a while and they've kind of shown like this, because uh, essentially I look at variations as like, you kind of have like this, already the skill acquisition with the basic lifts, the comp lifts, and you kind of, I don't like a better word, like you're kind of flatlining on these, you're kind of, you know, you're, you're stalled yeah. out then these variations can kind of get you out of this like little plateau, at least like a mental break. So uh, like for me, I was, man, the first time I benched 315, I was 17 years old. And I was stuck from 315 to 330 for till I was 25. <laughs> so yeah, it was a long road. <laughs> and I just kept hammering to the bench press. I just kept hammering it. And then you know, started learning about other things, stopped just reading magazines <laughs> and, <laughs> um, you know, started reading some of these uh, textbooks and stuff and, you know, some more of the conjugates, some more of the practical programming, all that, started throwing it in and the variations are what really, really helped me. Um, for one, I was battling some shoulder pain in the bench, bench press never felt good. So I found some variations that felt good for one and then was able to go yeah. based off that from there. But anyway, so if somebody, you know, like they've never done a floor press, I'm going to have them on like a rep cycle. You know, they might start, and I've done it all different kinds of ways. They've done a month of five, a month of three, a month of one. I've gone from, uh, they have a cycle of five, three, one, you know, they just increase each week. And then we're going to run that same cycle and try to beat the five, three, one again. So it's essentially a six week cycle, but it's the same three week cycle in those two sure. micro cycles, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so I've done it both ways for me personally. I really like doing the singles and switching up the variations. Uh, for one, it just helps me one learn the, uh, I guess like the basic concept concepts of the variation, why I would use them, you know, which ones are useful for me. You know, uh, say somebody has a, uh, you know, the bar floats to their face whenever they start benching, you know, like, is that an upper back issue, da, 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 whatever. So then I know why I would implement that into somebody's program. May a pause bench, they have yeah. some problems with like keeping their feet flat on the floor. So I'm going to have them do a three second pause, whatever it is. Uh, those just help me figure out what is going to work and like what some of those like kind of weak points are, are inefficient points in the lift. So yeah. I really like the variation in the programming, but it just kind of depends on, uh, buy-in experience, all that type of stuff. Sure. 
Yeah, I think they're both great options, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, regardless, it's a super fun a lot of our train. I, absolutely. I mean, and I think that's the, one of the things that over the last couple of years we've really leaned into mm-hmm. is like this idea that training has to be hard, but like it's okay if you enjoy right. it. <laughs> you know, and I think maybe in years past we cared less about the enjoyment part uh, and we're just more about the progress part. And it turns out, you know, they kind of work together really well. So this is a super fun, interesting way to train. It's uh, it's it's enough variation that you don't get bored, but not so much variation that you can't figure out where you're at. And I, and I really think that's important because, um, you know, a lot of methodologies kind of have you at one extreme or the other, right? It's like, I'm always doing something new. What are we doing today, coach? Like, that's not how we train, right? Um versus like you know i'm on year five of the lp right yeah and it's like "Eh, how's that working out for you you know so um i think this is a sweet spot in the middle right you know where where those folks who really like to see progress and sort of chase themselves Mm -hmm. if you will or even like you know the guy or girl next to them you know it's fun to like compete in that way too and so this this sort of like lets you really choose your own adventure, yeah. so to speak. Um, and I think that's a great way to program for folks. And it's like you said, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I was just talking to somebody the other night in class and one of their goals is to bench 225. And, you know, he's like, how, how can we make that happen? Uh, he had just hit a floor press at 230. Oh. And so I'm like, well, we're definitely on our way. Like if we, we keep yeah. doing this, we find variations that you can hit 225 in that's all going to translate over to that main bench, you know? So like, yeah, that's you know, cool. on our volume day, we're still working on our main bench press. So you still have that technique. You still have that exposure to it on this intensity yeah. day. We're just going to try to pick up the heaviest weight possible. And that's all going to transfer back over. You know, we're still, we still have the skill day of, you know, like doing eight sets of three, five sets of five, whatever it is. We still have that skill day. You know, we're working on the, all those repetitions, all the, you know, I mean, you're setting up, eight different times, five different times, whatever. Um, and then yeah. this day it's like, it's, it's like go time day, you know, it's like, you know, you're ready to, yeah. you already put some weight on the bar. You're ready to see those two plates every single time you get up to that intensity day. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I mean, I would say that guy is, uh, he's closer than yeah. he thinks. Yeah. It's Ryan. So <laughs> yeah, or pressing two thirty, then he's closer yeah. than he thinks. He might even be able to do oh, it. Oh yeah. I'm thinking so. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. That's, that's cool. Um, yeah. So I think that's generally how we, I mean, that's kind of how we train the squat, the bench and the mm-hmm. deadlift, but you know, today we just sort of like talked about the, the bench, but, um, do you got anything that we maybe skipped over or, uh, didn't talk about that you think we should talk about? Um, not really. I mean, like these, these main variations, you know, that we throw in, these are great. Uh, Maybe we can do a different day of talking about, you know, some accessories that are useful for the bench press and things like that. You know, like on the other side of the gym with the dumbbells, the cables, all that type of stuff. We can talk about all that and, you know, what's Definitely. beneficial yeah, and all that type of stuff. But that's a that I can be a long conversation. <laughs> I know. I know. I think we should definitely have that, though, um, on a later date. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Uh, well, this has been episode 16 of Brentwood Barbell Radio. We were talking about the bench press. Hopefully you guys took something from this. Uh, if you're still wondering something that we didn't address or talk about, shoot us an email. 
Um, that's uh, James at Brentwood Barbell or Alex at Brentwood Barbell. Um, and we'd be happy to figure that out. Uh, catch you guys later. Bye.